In this week's episode of Cutscenes, we meet Geralt of Rivia in part one of our The Witcher series. Let's get right into it. Video game movie podcast. Welcome to Cutscenes, a video game movie podcast. I'm Jacob McCourt. I'm Katie Lesbrance. And I'm Travis Colnett. And we're changing it up a little bit this episode. For the first time ever on this podcast, we are going to cover a video game related TV show as we dive into The Witcher, starting with this episode, which will cover episodes one and two. And we are going to start this as we start every single one of our episodes with a tutorial, which is 60 seconds, where we pass it hot potato style back and forth, 20 seconds apiece, to give you the high level plot of this thing. In this case, we are going to give you the high-level plot and kind of summary of The Witcher and what we know, and then get right into talking about episodes one and two. Are you guys ready? Who wants to go first? Oh, oh d- Travis, didn't I say that I had to I had to not go last this time? Like, oh, didn't man. I have a bet this this time? Oh, God. I'll, Who's going to go, go last? I'll, I'll go second. Katie, what do you want? You know what? I'll go last. Oh, oh. I don't like any position that I'm in. Let's be real. (laughs) All right, all right, all right. I'll go first. Three, two, one, go. All right, so uh, this is uh, a show about Gerald of Riviera. I don't even know how you say it. And then um, he... um, Okay, it's pretty much like a fantasy land kind of thing. It's not like it's based in realism. There's lots of like mythical creatures and magic and stuff like that. And um, he is a witcher, um, which means he has white hair. Oh. And and the witcher, he basically is like a magical wielding fighter. And that's all we know at the outset of the show. I guess more happens. We meet more characters. His horse's name is named Roach. Uh, and we meet Cyrilia, uh, Cyrilla. And Yennefer. Oh my God! I am the name champion of this season. <laughs> so uh, we meet uh, Siri Sibylla. Uh, she is a young girl uh, who is like the princess of this one land that gets destroyed. Uh, we meet Yennefer, who is learning to be a witch. Uh, it's timelines and craziness and monsters and let's go. Oh my God! I'm excited. I uh, I love you both, but that is probably the worst. <laughs> the worst summary. We We've I'm never allowed anything. to start again. <laughs> I don't know names, I guess. Despite having writing them all down with bolding, I guess I still can't get it right. Um, before we get into it, why don't we talk about what we know about The Witcher? Um, have y'all played the games? Have y'all read the books? Do you stan Henry Cavill like I do? Uh, give it to me. Tell, me. tell me all about the things you know about this. Travis? Absolutely nothing. I, I Honestly, yeah, of course. I don't... It this is out of the realm of things that I'm normally interested in. I usually gravitate towards sci-fi stuff. I don't usually gravitate towards fantasy stuff. Uh, so, yeah, nope. Never was on a radar. I don't think I ever had a console that I could play these games on before in the past either. I do now, but like I never could before. So, never was anything that I ever picked up. I don't know anything. I barely know his name. So, there you go. And I watched the first two episodes. I don't know. Rivia? Yeah. Yeah. What is it? It's Geralt it's, of Rivia. Rivia. Yes. Riviera. 
my goodness. He's very, All he's right. a fancy man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I knew that you were going to pro- most likely be coming in blind. Because yeah, this I'm is blind. traditionally something that I get excited about. Sure. I like fantasy world. We got swords. We got like different kingdoms. And we got monsters. Like, yes. Give it to me. So I have played The Witcher 3. Uh, I put a solid amount of time into it. Not like anything insane. Like, I don't think I'm at it, like, you know, 100 hours or anything. But, like, I put quite a bit of time into it. Really, really enjoyed that. Um, So I was very excited about the show, and I just never got around to it. So when this was suggested as a pod show, I was like, yes, I'm all in. Jacob, what do you Um, know? I know very little. I know that, you know, these games are developed by CD Projekt Red. Uh, <laughs> beyond that, not not a clue. Wow. And I think there, there's going to be like a... Our audience is great. There's going to be like one or two people that are going to be like, but The Witcher is a book first. It's not actually... <laughs> you guys are a video game movie podcast and you're doing neither. This is a book TV show. As Oops. a glasses and- wearer, I'm offended by this glasses <laughs> pushing up business that's being demonstrated. But <laughs> yeah, anyway, I, as you I, were. This is an audio, audio medium, but I was pushing up my nerd glasses yes. that I also sometimes wear. Um, but we realize that this is a book first. We realize that this is a mm-hmm. TV show. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that this was popularized by the video game. Like, for sure. Of course, in Poland, The Witcher has been around forever. But like for North American audiences, this is this is the video game is probably the first thing. This is the second thing. So that's why we decided to tackle it here. I know nothing. Travis knows nothing. And so when this first episode started and Geralt of Rivia is just fighting this giant underwater spider. My notes start to say man's fights a big underwater spider, then kills a deer. What up with them blackened eyes? We're off to a great start. (laughs) (laughs) We talked about the setup. We talked about what we know. Why don't we just get into talking about episode one of the Witcher, um, where we meet Geralt and he starts by killing things with his horse roach. Yeah. So basically, he is, so it is established pretty early in episode one that he's not human right? by the strictest sense, that he um, is a mutant, that someone calls him. Um, I, I'm assuming I will say that- I, I did appreciate the use of the word mutant, of course. I was like, we're going to get Travis. Like, oh, I'm like, there's mutants in this? Oh, okay. Okay, okay. <laughs> so this X-Men. Yeah. You yeah. like X-Men. This is X-Men? Okay, I'm good. <laughs> Keep going. Um, so I'm sure that the show will dive into that a bit more in detail about what that means and how that happened. But um, but yeah, he is um, a person who has kind of powers-ish. And he is kind of does like mercenary work where he will kill creatures and monsters and like pests that are giving people trouble for coin. So he kind of is kind of picks up contracts here and there and then goes off on adventures with, yes, with his horse roach and kills things and gets his money. And after he kills this thing, he goes to the town of Blaviken where he meets a bunch of new characters including Marika and is told that he has to go visit the wizard and also kill a girl named Remfrey. There's a lot of that happens in the first like 10 minutes of this. Yeah, I, I took it a lot of like, this is a lot of like setup. Like this world exists and it's, you're coming in at a moment in time and seeing how this world exists. And mm-hmm. there's not a whole lot of exposition. They really don't give you a whole lot right off the bat about like, 
who this is, what this means. You kind of have to really be paying attention to what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, not that it went over my head. I think I just, I I watched attentively. I'm just, I haven't picked up on everything yet. And I think I had this problem with like Game of Thrones because I'm already outside of my element in terms of like what I'm watching. So I'm really trying to focus, but I'm not catching all of the little things right away. And there's a lot of names and there's a lot of people. And I'm like, who am I supposed to remember? Am I supposed to remember this one? Am I supposed to know this one? And so I'm trying to like pick it up. I'll probably be good by like a couple more episodes in, but just Mm -hmm. after just two, I'm still feel like I'm a little blind as to like what's really going on. Yeah. It's, it's pretty dense and it doesn't hold your hand at all. Like it is fine. I'm fine with that too. Yeah. Like oh, it doesn't no, need honestly, to hold my hand. That's if you're going to set up a big world like that, that's how I prefer it to be where you pick up things from people saying things. And when people are delivering information, I do, I appreciated it because it didn't feel like they were delivering me information. Yes. Like it's, they're saying things to me naturally how people would say it and how people would refer to things. Um, and it doesn't feel forced. Like it's they're like, that. this is where we tell you about, uh, yeah, yeah. the Nilf Guardians and like, uh, as you Nilf- already know, like yeah. that kind of crap, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. When they're like, back when we defeated the so and so in the Great War, <laughs> and you know, our uncle so and so was really mad about that because, yeah. and like, you're like, you all know this. Yeah. You know, a lot of things do that where they're like, you all know this. Why are you talking about it? Like, you all don't know this. Uh, but I thought I- it was doing a good job of that. I have an important question. I want to know if you guys are watching with subtitles because I absolutely am. Totally. I, within the first, I don't know, as soon as they were in the pub and there was speech happening and people were talking, I was like, oh, I'm turning on subtitles because yeah, it's dense and there's a lot of names and you're like, what did they just say? And there's a lot of mumbling. A lot of people don't speak that clearly. (laughs) There's some dialect. There's some like some accents that are a little thick. I am not watching it with subtitles. Um, I typically don't, though I did turn them on briefly in a moment in episode two where um, we'll get to it. But like essentially Yennefer, the one the other witches get turned into eels and I Mm. didn't know what Yennefer said there. And I was like, they're what? And she said conduits and I couldn't catch the words. So Mm -hmm. I turned on subtitles so that I could catch it. And I like promptly turned them off once I understood what she said. But no, I, I actually did it. Maybe that's why I'm a little lost. <laughs> yeah, I, I would strongly recommend it. We uh, we just finished the Harry Potter uh, film series in our household. And there are some characters exactly like you said, Travis, that like have a very, or Katie, you have, they have a very thick accent. And we just needed to read it to understand it mm-hmm. because it sounds like they have marbles in their mouth. And I'm sure like if you are local to their part of the UK, for example, like you can understand it. But I just had a lot of trouble. So highly recommend subtitles for this show. I'm usually pretty good with British accents. Um, I grew up watching a lot of Coronation Street. so <laughs> You did. That's true. I, did. I remember that. I really did. I watched a lot of Coronation Street. British accents are actually not something that I usually have problems with. Um, so that's probably why I just never turned them off. Because I was like, oh, yeah, no, I know what's happening. Like, I can hear them. I just Here's the thing, though. British accents, when they're speaking normal English. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, where they're speaking words that you know is one thing. When they're saying... Nilfgaard and uh, oh, I, was, I forget what the name of the one monster is. Are names of monsters? And you're like, wait, was that a word or was that a name of a monster? I don't know. Or you know, 
yes, words Tork and names. Sylvan and King Philavendral. Yes. yes. When you're yeah. not familiar with the words that they're saying, you're like, was that a word I know or is that a word I don't know? And that, for that, I found subtitles very helpful. Yeah, I typically end up, what I end up doing, if I don't know, I end up Googling, like, the character names or, like, the location names um, after the fact. Like, I'll look at just, you know, the Wikipedia page or whatever. Um, though I did, like, I wrote down some names and I did write Stregobor. Yes. And I spelt it yep. correctly. You and did. I was, like, I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I spelt that correctly. <laughs> I said you did as Stregobor. if I could see it, but the way yeah. you said it, I yeah. was like, you said it. As if because you know. It says Stregobor question mark to remind myself to go look for that name afterwards. And then when I looked at it, I was like, oh my God, I actually nailed it. I can't mm-hmm. believe I actually got that one right. That was the only one I did right though. Ah, uh, yes. Master Stegosaurus. Like that's all I thought when I saw him. <laughs> so that's how I spelled it correctly. Um, so, go ahead, Katie. So yeah, the the whole episode one Geralt story is basically him meeting uh, Marilka who turns out to actually be, I believe, Renfrey, who's like this witch. And then she basically, basically there's two witch, there's a witch and a sorcerer, and they both want you to kill the other person in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. Merle, she's like, no, you got to kill Stregobor. And he's like, no, no, she's the bad one. You got to kill her. So that kind of Geralt's episode one intro is him figuring out what to do with that story. Because I think it's fair to say, like, they're setting up like three characters, I guess, to... Mm-hmm follow throughout the show and i don't know if it's going to continue like this it's a i guess a little different than game of thrones in that way that it's only centered on three characters oh, yeah. and like there are distinct segments of like okay especially in episode two it was like cool we're going from yennefer to cirilla to is it cirilla am i saying that right cirilla yes, cirilla yeah cirilla was, was yennefer cirilla cirilla siri for short oh okay yeah so it's going siri uh, Geralt, Yennefer, Siri, Gennifer, Gennifer. Gennifer! Oh, no. That's cute. Also, I thought it was interesting that while they're they're telling these different stories, but there's clearly hints in there that show that we're in different timelines, where things are referred to as happening in the past, and then you go to Geralt's story, and it's referred to as happening in the present. Where, um, I, huh. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I didn't catch it. The only reason I saw that is I looked at episode recaps afterwards just to be like, did I catch everything? And the episode recaps on Wikipedia actually had the years. And I was like, oh, I was like, oh, did I miss years being stated Mm -hmm. somewhere? And I didn't realize there actually is like some timeline jumping here. And I did not catch that at first. So I, I thought things were happening like concurrently. I didn't realize it was jumping around a little bit. Yeah. So in, um, Cirilla's timeline they are referring to her because she lives with her grandmother like her grandmother takes care of her and they refer Mm -hmm. to this battle that she led a long time ago where she's like oh my first battle they're like you did great she's like no I lost like 3,000 men and it was bad but whatever but I won I guess and then in Geralt's I believe I might be messing this up but in Geralt's timeline they're referring to that battle as having like just happened where she won this battle that just happened so that's I think I might you, be wrong, but I think that Geralt right. currently is in the past, and then that one's in the... I don't know. But, well, I know very little about this show, except that Yennefer isn't disfigured, that she's like a pretty human. Like, that's what I yeah. know. And so, for context, Yennefer, who we have not met yet, who we meet in the second episode, um, 
she has a hunchback and like has a almost like dislocated jaw and like all that i knew about the witcher is like oh she's actually very pretty so i guess that (laughs) that shows that maybe she's this is going to show her ascent to like becoming a witch and also becoming very attractive um but We'll see. It, that totally <laughs> went over my head, Katie. So just we're already seeing that like Travis and I are just here here for the Katie show. I actually like, we're would along say, for the ride. It's I'm my very time. Happy. <laughs> yeah, I'm very happy because I feel like you're going to clarify things along the way, which is actually going to make me enjoy the shows a lot more. Because if I was going into it blind, not having a clue, then I'd be you know a little bit more frustrated with it. I think honestly, for me too, I was like, oh, I feel like I'm missing things. Like I feel like it's not very clear. And I don't know if it's intentionally supposed to be not very clear or if I'm just missing things, but I feel like it's just not clear yet. Like, I feel like it's intentionally dense. And like, will the timeline, is that going to be like a revelation or am I supposed to have caught that already myself? Like, that's the thing. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, we'll have to see. I'm not sure. Um, So I'll go back to episode one quick. Just kind of wrap that up. So your main thing with Geralt is that he... um, he, he pretty. Ki- he kind of. He's so pretty. Oh my goodness! Uh, do you want to hear a fun fact about his muscles? <laughs> sure. Sure. Always. Uh, Henry Cavill's muscles were so large in this that he wore down the leather on his on his suit at many points, and they had to replace his leather a lot. Man, you're, you're I've so had excited. that problem. <laughs> <laughs> I wish people could see my face as I'm describing this. If they could probably hear it in my voice. <laughs> I think it's puzzling that people, when it first was announced that he would be Geralt, that people were like, hmm, I don't know. I'm like, it it works so perfectly. He's got the jaw and he does the voice extremely well. The voice is, I was like, what is this voice? It's so deep. Like, where's it coming from? I know. It's from his, I I was going to say something terrible. (laughs) We're going to move on. His Um, diaphragm. That's what you meant, right? That's so what I was going to say. Um, so basically he ends up, he takes Renfri side. It, it really doesn't matter. Basically both of these people that are trying to get him to side with them are both bad. But what the important thing is it ends with this great battle in like the town square that was yeah. so well done. Yes. I loved watching every minute of that because it, it was, was like clean. It was kind of flashy, but not very flashy. It was like, no, he is precise he is minimal, like extra moves. Like he's like, no, one move, boom, you're dead. One move, boom, you're dead. Like it was clinical. He just ripped through yeah. all those soldiers. It was real nice. It reminded me so much of the Daredevil, um, mm-hmm. like one shot oh, scenes yeah, yeah, that yeah. are done in the Netflix series, and I really appreciated it. Mm-hmm. And I think that Henry Cavill, um, sorry, I'm going to stand Henry Cavill this entire show. <laughs> um, he used real swords like he insisted on one doing his own stunts and then two like using swords with real weight to them right except maybe in this scene maybe he had a shorter sword i don't know very impressive to watch like Mm -hmm. one of the highlights of these first two episodes for me probably the highlight actually yeah it's up there for sure so yeah give me more renfrey i kind of i i was renfrey i was a fan right from the beginning and i was like well of course right from that that (laughs) first bar scene i was like oh Oh, are we gonna? Is she like the like main female like character in this? And then she promptly dies, and I'm like, oh, this is quite unfortunate. I really liked her. It's okay. You'll have Jennifer. It'll be fine. 
I quick yes, very quickly. See, episode two started, and I was like, "Oh nope, I got my Renfrey replacement. I'm mm-hmm. gonna fall for Yennefer." And I mm-hmm. I can tell right away that Yennefer is my kind of character that I'm gonna enjoy a lot. So mm-hmm. I can tell. So so that's so if we have the two two of the three characters in the first episode, we covered like Geralt and what he does. I think the one thing we haven't covered is Siri mm-hmm. because she gets introduced. We get introduced to her grandmother and grandfather Kalenth. Kalenthi and King I'm gonna butcher this King East Tursich sure I didn't bother, I didn't bother they're with that name. Yeah. yeah I was like nah, I don't need to know this <laughs> and there's a war and people die is that it <laughs> did yeah. I do it so like Nilfgaard which is like the big um, did you say Nilfgaard like, what Nilfgaard which is Nilf- <laughs> Nilfgaard Nilf Nilf oh Nilfgaard sorry go ahead um Thank you. they are like one of the biggest most powerful this is this is a novice witcher uh interpretation i don't okay. know everything i haven't read the books but they're one of the more powerful um kind of realms and okay. they're invading um series homeland which is sintra gotcha so you know people die it goes badly um her grandmother gets killed in battle when they're defending it just it just doesn't go well so siri has to go on the run mm-hmm. her the king ends up getting an uh an arrow through the eye which oh, looks yeah. very painful Bleh. yep Bleh. so she goes on the run <laughs> and that's episode one episode two introduces the second character is is the second episode called four marks i yes. believe it's called yes, four it marks yes which is apt because in the first five minutes, uh, Yennefer, who at that point is unnamed, we don't know who they are, uh, gets sold by her father for four marks, which is terrible. Which is yeah. less than he wanted for a for pig. For the pig, I know. Oh, I, yeah. man. I yeah, literally wrote, wow, rough. this guy sucks. Like, <laughs> <laughs> really bad. Oh, my God. Yeah. 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 But but right immediately we realize that she may be magical because she teleports away and then teleports back to her father who then goes on to sell her, correct? Yes. Yes. Because she gets bought by, um, I'm not sure how T- to say. Tissia DeVries? Yes. And she pretty much runs this like magic school kind of thing. And she has to... Um, so essentially, Yennefer has some sort of magic potential to like control the chaos is how it's explained. Essentially, like from what I've gathered, elves ha- are like naturally inept or like able to just control chaos and perform magic. And humans have now discovered those abilities as well. And this woman is trying to teach these young girls how to control the chaos and like uh, she puts them up to tasks like capturing lightning in a bottle or making a rock levitate by using the life force of a of a flower or something right and they all learn different like uh, lessons along the way and stuff like that and uh, that's the most of what I got out of her thing was you know the, the testing and trying to figure out like what the deal is here and clearly she's more powerful than we realize and yeah um, I appreciated that they kind of demonstrated the like rules of magic in this yeah. world very well. I felt. I mean, certain things. I'm like, oh, now we're capturing lightning in a bottle. I don't really get that. But they were like, hey, you can levitate this rock, but you have to kind of sacrifice something else right. to do that. Like, you can't just do sh- stuff because you want to. Like, shit doesn't just happen. Like, yeah. they have to kind of 
pull something from somewhere else to do something over here. And yeah, it's done well where it's the one girl tries to just raise the rock without um, you Using pulling from somewhere else. And then her hand basically goes decrepit and she's like yes. freaking out. And she, the man, that, that witch mother lady is like, <laughs> she's something. Cause she's yeah. like, ha ha, you fool. You, you tried to do it by yourself. And the girl's like <laughs> screaming, holding her dying arm. She's like, ha, ha, ha. like she's, she, she's she very happy them- about it. Yeah, she gave them no direction oh. on how to do it and then just laughs when they failed. Yeah, she seems very <laughs> pleased when they're like freaking out. Yeah. I Woman know. gets struck by lightning later. She is happy. Yeah, she's like, next, let's go. And <laughs> yeah. she's like, hurry, go faster, go faster. And they're all freaking out. I'm like, so oh, far, she like, is not nice. I would say it's a little, I'm, we keep being like told almost that like Yennefer is powerful and strong. But I don't know if I've like seen the proof yet other than like the mm-hmm. fact that she like teleported without her want like she didn't want to teleport. She just did it instinctually like instinctively. I think it's weird that I don't feel like I've seen enough of like why Yennefer might be special. Like why did like she did everything wrong. She kept failing at all the tasks. So why is it that this witch mother lady has kind of given her like I just there hasn't been enough to show me that like why would she turn all of these very promising witches into eels and kick them into a uh, into some water to be a conduit for this castle for magical energy? Why not do that? Like because Yennefer just Mm -hmm. seems very like kind of chaotic herself Mm -hmm. and emotional. And I mean, that's referenced as, as well, but. There's no real control. And I haven't seen like why she's important or special yet. I feel like I got the vibe that um, like Yennefer's doing these big things unintentionally. It feels like she has like a lot more power than the other ones, but that it's not controlled at all. Right. Whereas so they're like, like, they're like, oh, you did this thing. They're like, and they're shocked that she was able to do this big thing, but she didn't do it intentionally. Right. Whereas, I don't know. Anakin Skywalker. Yeah, exactly. Whereas the other ones, maybe they could not have done that big thing, but they're like, oh, I can flood that rock, you know? Jacob, Jacob, how did you know Star Wars references without Thank watching you, Star Wars? I I have seen the original trilogy of Star Wars movies. Oh, Those are the worst it. ones. Right. How, uh-huh. I, I don't, we don't need to talk about this. I mean, <laughs> I just oh, want to do Jar Jar no. Binks whenever I can. Oh, I still God. can't believe you watched those three, but not the other ones. But okay. I was going to say, what? We're going to move on. They're yeah. okay. I'm so Jar-Jar sorry. No. Oh. oh, no. So that's my idea of why. Th- I, I got the you're, same vibe as you did, Travis, yeah. but I was like, I feel like it's because of this. <laughs> you're right. You're right. I just was like, I'm not sure if I know exactly why she's special yet, and especially because she keeps messing up. I don't know if it's because she comes from nothing and wants to prove herself so badly that she's like, oh, maybe there's more potential in you than right. the other ones who seem to have other things going for them. Yeah, yeah Where yeah. she's like, maybe she thinks that she can be more because she wants to be something so much because she's like, no, I want to have some kind of value. Yeah. That seems yeah. to be in her first thing where she's like, I don't have any value of in any other way. So I don't, maybe she thinks that she has more will that she'll be able to tap into something like basically and, her flaw that she'll be able to tap into Yennefer's flaw and like turn her into something. And I don't know. I like ultimately I think that is the story that I'm the most interested in so far mm-hmm. of the main three characters. I don't feel like I'm like, okay, I get your motivation. You know what I mean? I can see, I think I'm the most interested in her overall, which is not surprising. But that's typically the kind of character I end up enjoying. 
Um, whereas like I like, uh, what's his name? Gerald. 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 Wow, I couldn't spell. Why his name I is Gerard. Tell me about Gerard of Riviera. <laughs> Tell me about Geraldo Riviera. What is that? What is that man's name? Oh, Geraldo. Geraldo. Tell me about Geraldo Riviera. Um, I don't feel like I'm totally like not captivated is the wrong word, but like I'm just like okay, he hasn't given me much dimension yet. I guess he's very one note. He's cool. I'm not seeing the like the the side. Hey, there's some sides. Don't get me wrong. There's sides to his character, but I feel like I get it. Like he, you know lesser he doesn't want to choose the lesser of two evils like there's a very strong like moral ground there that he's got um but i'm just like okay like i i know what your your thing is i want to see where you're going i guess and i haven't seen that yet i feel like once we see him start to care about something yeah anything which i'm sure will happen i'm sure he'll get some kind of emotional attachment to something i feel like that's when he'll get more interesting and that's probably yeah what i'm waiting for it's only been two episodes so like Mm -hmm. it's an early thing for me i'm just like not immediately captivated by him like he's cool Mm -hmm. but it's not enough to like draw me to keep wanting to watch a show right yeah um so that is I think the one thing we just didn't talk talk about is like Yennefer has a lot of conversations with Istred who is a magician in the Tower of Gull who I guess helps her to realize her potential and may kiss him, kiss her and they fall in love but may also is, be a spy for mm-hmm. each other they spy on yeah. each other there's some stuff going on there that I'm like, oh, why is this guy here again? Stregobor or whatever the heck his name is. <laughs> um, and, and to me, that's it for Yennefer, really. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, Ciri's big thing, she's just continuing to be on the run, um, which although we see something that she does where she, oh, yeah. someone's trying yeah, yeah, yeah. to grab at her, like some, uh, one of the Nilfgaard soldiers tries to catch her. I think it was a Nilfgaard soldier. Um, and then she kind of like screams at him. And kind of a um, banshee like the, kind of wail. Yes, a banshee, yeah. kind of like that, where he's like, "Oh, that really." He like clutches his head and like lets go of her, and so she she's like, "Oh, that worked." So she keeps doing it, and she kind of like realizes the thing that she's doing. Yeah, she's got some sort of like magical something or other there. There's mm-hmm. something special about her, and they've really like drove home the fact that she needed to be protected when mm-hmm. the you know the kingdom was falling down and everything. She needed to be saved there's something special about her and I don't know what it is yet, which is also like captivating. And I'm like, okay, where's this going? What has she got that they need or why is she special? Why does she need to be saved? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, which is also, yeah. Why she's a little bit more captivating than I find Henry Cavill's character is. Hmm. But Henry, Henry Cavill's got some attractive. stuff going for him though. Yeah. For sure. yeah. 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 Don't get me wrong. <laughs> his eyes, his jawline, his muscles, his dimples. <laughs> oh God. That he's got a little butt chin happening oh my god <laughs> speaking of him and then he is uh oh yeah you know, roaming with a uh, he meets who i assume is a character named dandelion because i don't think we named him did we no i think he's the bard right now yes which i believe is his name i'm assuming it will be dandelion which becomes like one of his friends like Geralt's one of Geralt's best friends even though they're very incompatible uh they're like the odd couple um, but yeah, it's this bird who likes to sing and he's like, your image, you have a bad image. Like I'm going to fix your image and like, I'm going <laughs> to sing songs about you and make you into a hero. And like, and he was like the most, um, uh, com- comedic relief 
Yes. In the whole first two episodes. I liked him. He was the only comedic relief in the first yeah. two episodes. Uh, ah, I yeah. don't know. There was some dry jokes in there that like Geralt was dry and it, I, I find dry humor very amusing. So there was a couple things. But yes, for the most part, that was about it. And so his storyline is like he gets handed a bunch of gold to kill a creature that is terrorizing a bunch of farmers. Yeah. And that's when he meets Torque the Sylvan, which like gave me like real like like Muppet puppet vibes <laughs> because of how weird the face looked. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, that character captures him and brings him to the elves. Yeah, who basically had their land stolen from them by, I think, the people of By Sintra? the humans, right? By the humans. The, yeah. Yes, by this the general is, humans. This, like, really starts... Del- I, I don't know if it's going to continue, but it really start- this episode really started to delve into, like, the racism against elves, right? Mm-hmm. Like, how that you don't want to be an elf and like people do not like and the um when siri was with that rich family on the run um they they had like i'm assuming a dwarf or an elf of some kind uh and pretty much had to like they treated him like garbage and then uh he ended up attacking the like mother of that household um and when you know all the guards started attacking like there's a lot of stuff at play the the one who saves siri ends up being an elf as well so i'm like okay interested in like even uh, Gerald's like wanting to prove like, hey, I'm not human. Don't let me in with them, essentially. Like if you're mad at humans for what they've done to you, elves, don't let me into it. Like I'm on your side too, right? Um, so there's almost this like kind of elf versus like humans versus like different races going mm-hmm. on. And I'm uh, interested to see where that's going to go. Yeah, they lay the groundwork for like a lot of uh like politics basically whereas like there's different realms that are against that have history against each other and like different races that have history like they kind of um yeah they just kind of present these little crumbs of like a really big world with a lot of history which anything like that like any big fantasy world where it has um all these historical references and they're like no this happened so many years ago and that's why we feel this way I, I, I'm a sucker for that shit. Yeah, that no, is my it's good. jam. It's necessary in order mm-hmm. to like make the world compelling because if mm-hmm. it's just like blank slate and you're, there's nothing to, you know what I mean? There's no history behind it. Then you really don't have like, you don't understand people's motivations immediately. You mm-hmm. get better motivation. You get better understanding of like where this person might be coming from because of the things they've had to go through even Mm -hmm. if it is like massive world building things those things can affect those characters so they make the characters more human for lack of better word right but like they make you make them more interesting more compelling right Mm -hmm. because obviously girl's not a human but like you know what i mean yeah, I, I echo this sentiment that like that's the part that gets me interested because I am like typically not someone who likes medieval stuff. Yeah. Um, so Game of Thrones, I guess the attraction for me is like the families fighting and the like people going for the throne. Like that's what I like. Like could care less about like battles and minor characters and quests and and mythical creatures. So I really hope there's more of that. Because that is, in the first two episodes, that is the thing where I'm like, oh, th- th- humans are bad. Welcome to every other storyline ever. <laughs> the humans did a, the humans pillaged land that was not theirs. T- talk talk about history. But then at the same time, um, 
not to say it's good or bad, but they kind of present both sides of it where, um, yeah. um, I, f- I forget who said it. I don't know if it was Geralt or someone else who is basically like, yeah, there was two people and they were roaring and these people won. And like, what do you expect? Like that, that, that was yeah. kind of, someone gave that perspective and I He's was like, like, I think it was Gerald, and he said to the guy, like, you can either fight and keep fighting or you can just leave. Yeah. He's like, like and just well, go. you lost. Yeah. Like they came in, you fought, you guys, you lost either like it sucks, but you could either keep on yeah, doing this endless little war where you're trying to get it back where you were, but it's not there anymore. So yeah. like just go somewhere else and like rebuild a new thing somewhere And then else. fight them later. That yeah, was actually the same yeah. ultimatum he gained to Renfrey in the first episode too. You can either keep trying to fight oh. Stregobor or you can just leave. You can leave this town, start over, and she says yes after sleeping with him and then immediately <laughs> changes her mind. But I mean, he gave the exact same advice, right? It's almost like a you need to let go kind of theme. I'm wondering if it's going to be repeated like of like yeah forward. grudges don't give you anything yeah. like let just you, sometimes a conflict you just have to let go of that conflict and yeah. step away and just it's not about that thing anymore yeah just move on right interesting and that, seems to, that seems to be his go-to right now because that's he's done it twice in a row now so see you have something to contribute travis i do i brought something <laughs> congrats so to then, me so then tell me if that's what Geralt's kind of story always comes back to would you say that yennefer thus far has just been about controlling chaos yeah so Geralt is very pragmatic. That's something that I always think about when I think of Geralt. He's just like, no, these are the options. This is the best option. Just do that thing. And he tries to take emotion out of it, usually. I'm sure that'll get upset at some point where things will change. But for the most part, that seems to be his perspective where he's extremely pragmatic. Whereas um, Yennefer seems to be super emotional about her decisions, um, where there everything is, no is coming from an yeah. it, from a deep down emotion where all of her choices are based on something, whereas she wants something or she um, is trying to get away from something or something like that. So right. I think that will be interesting when they meet. I'm very excited. I'm doing Mr. Burn hand, Mr. Burns hands. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. I like I don't, that. And, and that's really it. I, I mean, we didn't talk about the, probably the best thing in this episode, which is... Uh, the bard starting to sing the very famous song of yeah. like, toss a coin to your witcher. You know you want to do it, Jacob. I am holding it back. I don't want to do it. I'll do it later. One day. <laughs> I already did it for you before we started, and I'll do it for you again soon. Thank oh you. Oh, my God. Uh, is is that a good place to kind of stop the recap? Yeah, I think, I think so. so. Maybe, because okay. I think we've we've could almost started already to get into like the next little bit that we want to talk about, right? So... Yeah, which is Min Max, the segment of the show where we tell you about the good Max and the not so good Min that we haven't covered yet. I know it's really early and, you know, a TV show is a little different from our typical format, but why don't you tell me maybe something that you liked and didn't like so far? Uh, I, I think we've mostly just talked about like the story and maybe not what we haven't liked. I guess I'll I'll just quickly go first. Yeah, we already kind of talked about it, but I really like the the story that they're setting up. We we didn't call it out specifically about the great cleansing. Like mm. I really want to find out more about what happened between you know the humans and the elves. Um, so that kind of is good. Um, I guess the not so good is I'm I'm sort of bored so far, but like 
we're going to we're going to keep at this. It, obviously they're setting up the world and they're setting up these characters and it probably takes two episodes. These first episodes are an hour long each and I I was watching the whole time but like I'm saying like hey, I really hope that this pays off. <laughs> My men, I'm un, I'm not convinced yet that I'm going to like this. I'm, I'm <laughs> Oh no, I'm super convinced it's going to pay off. I already have a lot of faith. Um, there's just so much to like draw from. I think there's a lot of things. And once these people start interacting with each other, I don't know if they're going to interact with, with each other, but they I must. assume you so. Can't, you can't just like have three main characters yeah. and none of it inter interwined anyway. You know I think I mean? it's going to be super interesting. So yeah. I'm excited. But again, this is my jam. So uh, my Max. You know what? I think little... I. I think I spoke about most of it, but um, there's little things where it's kind of where it shows that it's sort of self-aware, like where the show is like, hey, we're self-aware of ourselves and what we're doing. And it kind of like makes a joke about it that I always appreciate. Like um, uh, Dandelion says something. He's saying something about I forget if he's singing or what he's doing, but he says something about the world. And he's like, there I go again delivering exposition yes what i do best i'm like hey look at you like i don't know (laughs) it it made me smile um my men i don't have many but i have to say there's just there's a lot of characters and there's a lot of names and it's not super clear what's important and what's not so i'm kind of trying to trying to parse what's what i need to know and what i what i could kind of what can kind of go on the the back burner um so it makes it a little bit tricky. Like it's it's not an easy show to watch. They don't hand it to you. And I guess that's a min, although I don't mind it. But like I said, it's hard to know hard. what's important and what's not. It's hard to do this segment like two episodes in, but we're we're trying. Yeah. Um, let's see. I would say one of my maxes that we really haven't talked about yet is I actually quite I, I think the show actually looks really good. Like yes. the CGI, yeah. that first fight with that spider looking monster thing in the water, really well done. Yeah. And I like when he stabs it through the like the head and the whole body just goes limp. I had like an actual like physical reaction to that. I was like, oh, that like was gross. Mm-hmm. And I felt real to me because I'm like, oh, that thing just died. Like you don't get that sometimes when like maybe it'll just fall to the ground. But like all of it was so the monster was so tense and it just like dropped Mm -hmm. and i there's little moments throughout this and i'm like oh it's actually like it looks good like they've got some budget behind here that i'm like enjoying so i would say that's probably one of my maxes so far yeah and Um, the costumes too costumes are really great probably they they differentiate like the groups of people very well yeah with their costumes where it's not just like oh well they're more in gold or they're more in silver it's like no they have a different texture to the thing that they're wearing which i yeah. really liked um and then i don't know if i have much mins honestly um like so far i don't have much other than like i really liked renfrey i'm sad she's gone and then um honestly I don't know. I don't think I have much. It's it's yeah. early. So if you don't have one, that yeah. is totally fine. Give me more Renfrey. I'd be okay with that. <laughs> she might come back. I, she's yeah. a little magical. Yeah, she's great. I, well, there you go. There's your men. Renfrey died too soon. Renfrey died too soon. 
Uh, We're going to end this show with something a little bit different. Typically, we end with a game and then a cut or scene segment. But because this is a series, uh, we are going to end on a segment called The Meta Game. It is a game where we are going to talk about the meta that's still to come in Season 1 of The Witcher. So why don't y'all tell me one or two wild predictions that you have about what is going to happen in Season 1 of The Witcher? Do you have anything? Do you want me to go first? Do you want to go first? Yeah, go for it. Go for it, Travis. Oh, God. Okay. Um, Now that Katie mentioned the timelines thing, I'm kind of wondering if, like, hmm, I don't know. Is Siri going to suddenly age quite a lot and be played by a different actress? I don't know. Like, is there going to be, like, I don't know how this timeline stuff is going to play out. Now that I'm thinking about it, my brain is just kind of like racking through like, how is this going to work? And I'm curious. I'm sure they're all going to meet. I'm just really wanting to see like where they actually start to intertwine. And like, I'm sure I one of my major predictions now is thinking like, there's going to be some sort of major reveal in terms of timeline stuff. Like it's not going to make sense. And that if anything, I was like, is Siri going to be an adult when Gerald eventually meets her is like how far out are like, I'm just, I don't, I have no idea. I'm just like trying to like rack my brain as to how it's going to make sense. Um, Yeah. Go ahead. If, yeah, if you're done, I have, so basically that was one of my, uh, Oh, okay. I basically have one for each character. Main character. So my main thing was, although it could be kind of tied to two of them. I was wondering if Siri is going to... Siri or Yennefer is going to time travel at some point, somehow. Oh, shit. I don't know. Because Yennefer is just like throwing up portals, right? Right. So to go to different places, can she go to different times? Is that going to be a thing that... (laughs) Yes. You know I love time travel. I know you do. Oh, Um, don't give me that. Yeah, I had Siri time traveling, but now I'm thinking about Yennefer is probably more likely. Right. Um, My other Yennefer one is, is Yennefer and Witch Mama going to have like a showdown? Where like okay, where which mom? Where Jennifer is like, no, I is she's gonna like repel some of her teachings, and then she's gonna be like, no, I care about this thing, and I don't know. They're gonna have a showdown of some sort. That's another prediction. Will she be a better witch overall because she has emotion? Isn't emotionless, right? Like, is she a better witch overall because she has emotion and she can control it? That that she can control and also kind of let go of control sometimes, right? And like sometimes just goes nuts. This like stiff. bored of a person so that you are in perfect control at all times she's probably going to be better because of it maybe and then uh my my Geralt is a lot more um chill because there hasn't been a lot yet but i think dandelion is going to try and wingman Geralt at some point and he's going to try and get him to hook up with somebody and he's going to be like no i'm going to get you i'm going to sing a song and talk about how great you are and he's going to be like the best wingman oh my god those are my predictions okay uh, I have one prediction, and it's about uh, it's not that good. Uh, I think that Geralt is going to kill Stregobor. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yes, it will a- not be it will not be Yennefer. It will not be Siri. It will not be a creature. It will be Geralt is going to stab him in his chest with a sword. Mm. Yeah, I think that's I, a good chance of that. Part stab. of me wants to stab stab. 
throw out the idea that has did Geralt make a decision that ultimately caused let's say Ciri's kingdom to be the reason why there's uh like her whole kingdom oh. got taken out like because there's yeah because there's timelines that someone's a decision had a big had like a butterfly effect basically or some or not even or a direct impact on someone else's outcome especially if let's say you're saying that Gerald did like uh is in the past when her mother her grandmother won that war Mm -hmm. right is it possible that you know, maybe Gerald is the way he is because he's made poor decisions in the past that have then caused serious issues for, you know, huge wars and stuff like that, right? Mm. Is there a, there's a chance, if we're playing with different timelines, I wonder if there's a chance that Gerald is like indirectly involved with the fact that Ciri's whole um, kingdom was coming down around her, right? Mm-hmm. So. And now he plays everything like really close to the vest, and he's yes. very like reserved and, and like takes no. the moral high ground. And of, pragmatic, like, is, yes, yeah. There's no lesser evil. It's oh, it's evil, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe he chose lesser evil at one point in time, and mm-hmm. it blew up in his face. Hmm. I have to say, normally for these podcasts, we don't have a lot to say about plot. Because usually plot is lacking. Yeah. And this is a show where we can go, maybe this will happen. Maybe this yeah. will happen. Maybe I don't, maybe this person's motivations will do this. So I, this is exciting. I'm excited that we're doing this show. Plot and character motivation is one of my favorite things to analyze and when it comes to like TV shows and movies and stuff. And normally you don't get to do that with a movie because it's all said and done. This is like an ongoing thing. So I'm really yeah. excited about that idea. Let's well, go. if, if you are excited about this, come back in two weeks uh, where we will have our second part of the Witcher series. Uh, Travis Gady, thanks so much for, for coming by, talking about, I, I talk as if we aren't partners in this thing. Thank you for coming <laughs> into, my, into my audio home. Uh, why don't, uh, Travis, we'll start with you. Uh, tell folks where they can find you. I am on Twitter at uh, Travis Colnut. You can find me there. And uh, yeah, come chat. Give me some plot details about what you think is going to happen in The Witcher because obviously like I love analyzing that kind of stuff. Uh, Katie, where can people scream Witcher facts at you? <laughs> Ooh, they can, oh, oh, give me all the Witcher facts. Uh, I'm on Twitter also. I'm Les Brack. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm in there. I'm excited about this show. Let's go. <laughs> uh, you can find me on the internet at Jacob McCourt on all major social media platforms. If you like podcasts, you like video game podcasts, I host one. Travis and Katie have been on it a ton. It is called the Left Behind Game Club. Uh, we pick a video game. We play it. Much like the format of this, watching a movie, playing a game, watching it, talking about it. It's great. You can find that at leftbehindgame.club. Uh, and if you want to find all things cutscenes, you can do so by checking us out at cutscenes.ca and on Twitter and Instagram at cutscenes underscore pod we end this show as we end all of our shows with a quote from the thing that we watched so in this case i'm going to hand it off to katie who's going to talk through one of her favorite quotes from the first two episodes of the witcher oh fun white hair big old loner two very scary looking swords i know who you are the witcher Geralt of rivia called it Bye. 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 See you next time. (laughs) Cutscenes, a video game movie podcast.
In this week's episode of Cutscenes, we meet... G- oh, Gerald. <laughs> oh, I almost said Gerald. <laughs> 